Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. In this episode, we are talking all about sourcing sustainable materials. I know on the podcast, we have been talking more about materials, and we did get quite a few DMs and questions around how you can find the best material for your brand. So thank you for those questions. We always love to hear what you want us to talk about on the podcast. So that's what we're going to dive into on this episode. And before we dive in, I just wanted to say that if you want help with your brand sustainability, so putting together a strategy, figuring out what your sustainability priority should be, helping you source ethical and sustainable materials as well as manufacturers, and then of course packaging all of that together so that you are able to communicate it to your customers without coming across as greenwashing, then our sustainability consulting services would be perfect for you. The only thing is that we are getting really busy, so we are only taking on five more clients for the rest of this year. And if you are interested in potentially working together and would like to find out more information and see if it would be a fit, you can book a consultation call with me. The link to do so is just www.recloseted.com call, and the link will also be in the show notes. Don't snooze because we only have five spots left to work with us this year. And once we're full, we are full and you won't be able to work with us until 2023. So do not snooze, book a call ASAP and we can see if it's a fit to work together. Now let's dive into how you can source sustainable materials. Before we get started, I did want to preface this by discussing if sustainable materials even exist. Because I know there's a lot of pressure on slow fashion founders to really try to choose the quote unquote best or quote unquote most sustainable material out there. But for a second, let's remove all of that pressure and that noise because at the end of the day, in my opinion, there's still no truly sustainable material. There's things that would be better alternatives to certain things. And I'm going to be a bit vague because I know there's a lot of different materials out there and I don't know in particular what type of garment you're making. But at the end of the day, everything that you decide to create your garments with will use some sort of energy, some sort of water, some sort of carbon emissions, et cetera, et cetera, in order to be created. And so there's no material currently that I'm aware of that's magical and doesn't need any energy, any water, any carbon, even dead stock fabric, which is existing fabric, like there's carbons around shipping it from place to place and storing it. And so there's all these different things and nothing is perfect. So let's just remove this pressure for you to try and find this magical unicorn material because it just does not exist. So one thing that might be helpful for you if you're kind of struggling with this right now is to listen to episode 114 of our Recloseted Radio podcast. And the title of that episode was, Does Sustainability Even Exist? 
And I go into this concept a lot more in depth in that episode. So if you haven't listened already, I highly recommend you do so. We will also leave it in the show notes for you. But if this is something you're struggling with right now, I highly recommend you think about it because there is no sustainable material. There is no truly sustainable brand right now. And so let's just try to do the best we can. We talked a little bit about progress over perfection in the last episode, episode 127, our interview with Nicole. And that is definitely something that I stand by from a principal's perspective. With all that being said, people will continue to buy, continue to use, and continue to wear clothes. So that means that materials will continue to be needed and continue to be created. So let's try to find the best material for you, for your brand, and for your customers so that at least there's some progress. We're not just aiming for perfection because that just doesn't exist, but there's still progress and we're still moving the sustainable fashion industry in a direction that it needs to go because we aren't going to be magically, perfectly sustainable overnight. It takes time. And that's why I think it's so important for you right now to be really careful around what materials you're going to be sourcing. And that's, of course, why this episode is being made and why I'm really excited that you're listening to it. With that preface out of the way, and now that we have a common understanding that there is no real, truly sustainable material, and you can't do this in a perfect manner, let's dive into what you can do to be as conscious as possible. Because I think that's really the name of the game. What can you choose that will be great for your brand, great for your customers, great for your products, and have a smaller impact on the environment? And when you're determining which materials you should be using, there's really two big things we always encourage our clients to think about. The first consideration is from a technical and performance perspective. So from a garments perspective, you really need to think about what the product you're hoping to make needs. For example, are you going to be making a super technical jacket that is going to be used for hiking or maybe used for skiing or snowboarding? Or are you just making an everyday cardigan? It's really different which material is going to be required for both of those garments. If one's a very technical piece versus something that's, you know, more for loungewear or even just for everyday use. So it's really important to think about from a technical and performance perspective, what does the product you're making really require? And then the other thing that's really important to think about too is your target market. So the person that you're making this clothing for, and we are big proponents of always putting in mind your target market. If you ever work with us or if you ever listen to a bunch of our content, you'll know that I always talk about bringing it back to your customer. So for your customer, what do you think would be the most comfortable, most breathable, and most beneficial material for them to be wearing? Because this is going to touch their skin for probably hours and hours on end, and they're going to be wearing it for hopefully years and years to come. So you just want to put that in mind as well. And then from a technical and performance perspective, you also want to think about what will be the highest quality and the longest lasting. My partner recently bought this sweater that he was really excited about. It was made out of a biodegradable seaweed material. And he realized that after washing it for a couple of times, it's already started to disintegrate, which is which is cool because, you know, it's degradable. But then on the other hand, he had hoped to at least be able to wear it for a few years before it starts breaking down. 
So we need to find a fine balance between something that's high quality and lasts enough of a time so that the customer can enjoy it and use it for a few years. But then it's also not a super synthetic Gore-Tex type material that's going to last in the landfill for centuries to come. So ideally, you can find something that's in the middle where it's, of course, going to be durable and long lasting when the customer is wearing it and washing it. But then at the end of life, it's not going to last there for centuries to come. So the first consideration you really want to think through is from a product perspective. So are there some materials that would help if you're making a more technical piece or, you know, is this going to be long lasting enough? So you really want to think about the garment you're making and then also think about the customer and think about the quality of the piece as well. Because as a slow fashion brand or a sustainable fashion brand, you want to make sure that your pieces are long lasting and they can be worn over and over again. Once you've identified a few materials that may work for your garment based on the technical and performance attributes, the second piece that you want to consider is your sustainability priorities. I have been talking about sustainability priorities a lot on the podcast, but in case this is your first time listening to Be Closeted Radio, this is a prioritization exercise that we make our clients go through. Essentially, you are going to choose one to two maximum two sustainability priorities so that you can actually make decisions in your brand. For brands that don't have huge budgets or time or resources, either because they're just starting out or maybe you're in medium-sized business and everything is tight across the board, you cannot solve all of the fashion industry's problems. And so that's why we really make our clients pick and choose their battles with these sustainability priorities. And with these priorities, you might be wondering how you go about choosing them and what they look like. So I actually went through all of that in episode 116 of this podcast. The episode was titled Incorporating Sustainability with Limited Funds, Resources, and Time. And we go in depth about the priorities and you can actually finish the episode and have chosen your one to two. It's a very, I would say, like exercising podcast, if you will, like we can go through it together and we get to choose together. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you go back and listen. Once you have chosen your sustainability priorities, then what you're going to do is you're going to take the list of possible materials that you are considering based on the garment you are making and what you think your customer would like and what you think would be high quality and long lasting. And you're going to vet them against your priorities, and then see what's left over. And so, for example, if water is really, really important to you, then maybe you're going to choose hemp over cotton, right? That's just one example. So just making sure that you go through this exercise so that it's very thoughtful around why you're choosing the materials you're choosing, and you're not just deciding on a whim, or you're not just deciding because there's innovation and you're excited about this material. And what we found with our clients is that before they would go through this framework, it would be a bit of a, like, what do I want to work with? Or what have I heard my customers talking about? Or what is my manufacturer saying is great materials? It was, it was a bit all over the place around how our clients were choosing the materials they were working with. And with this framework, it at least adds the structure and the thoughtfulness in there so that it aligns with what you're making, with what your customers want, but also with your sustainability priorities so that everything ladders back up to building your brand. 
And with that being said, though, it's still not 100% perfect. It's not a black and white process. Choosing materials and sustainability in general is just very gray. But I will say that at the very least, you have put a lot of thought and frameworks into it because otherwise you don't want to just be choosing you know, fabrics just because you're excited about it or just because people are talking about it. It needs to be very thoughtful and intentional. And I've mentioned this already, but I wanted to talk about it again. Progress, not perfection, is what we're aiming for right now. And the innovation that you're looking for, for example, the materials that you really wish didn't have PU or maybe the materials you wish didn't have all the carbon emissions or water usage, like all of that is coming. There's a lot of investment in the material space. But right now, some of that innovation just frankly does not exist yet or is not accessible to small to medium brands from a price perspective or even from an ordering perspective. So progress, not perfection is the name of the game. That's what we're aiming for. So just do the best you can right now and be realistic with what you can do with your budgets and with your times. And then of course, you can build a roadmap. You can keep an eye on what's going on in the industry. And Nicole did a really good advice piece around how startup brands can like deal with kind of all this innovation and what they can do if they're really excited about incorporating some of it, but they're not able to do so. So make sure you listen to episode 127, which was just the last episode where I interviewed Nicole from the Material Innovation Initiative because it was a really good episode. And if you are really excited about innovation when it comes to materials and next gen materials, then it's going to be right up your alley. So now that you know that there is no truly sustainable material quite yet, and you also know what materials you're hoping to utilize when it comes to your product and also when it comes to your sustainability priorities, how can you actually source these materials? So there's two main ways I usually recommend for small to medium businesses to source materials. The first one is reaching out to mills and you can ask them for various swatches of fabric that you are interested in. So for example, if you are interested in hemp, then you can go to various mills all over the world and you can ask them to send you swatches or samples of their hemp so that you can touch it, you can see it, you can feel it and you can play with it. So that is the first way. And then the second way is using dead stock fabric. And so dead stock fabric is just existing fabric that has been left over and is unused from bigger brands or from other brands in general and would otherwise be in the landfill. And so there's a lot of dead stock fabric suppliers nowadays, and you can also get your materials from these suppliers as well. If you are working with more synthetic fabrics, as an example, or you want to be a vegan brand, but you really want to introduce a silk piece You could go this route via dead stock fabrics and use already existing materials that would have otherwise gone to landfill. A really great resource for dead stock fabric is the Queen of Raw, and we interviewed the founder and CEO, Stephanie, on our Recloseted Radio podcast. It was episode 123, so go back and listen if you haven't already, if you are interested in dead stock and you want to learn more about it. To find the mills and the dead stock fabric companies, if you are starting from scratch, you can definitely Google leverage the online resources, you can ask your network, etc., etc. But just make sure you do your due diligence. You want to ask for samples and swatches and really ensure that you are happy with the materials you are choosing. 
And then after you get samples and swatches, I would pick the top five or top 10 that you really like and then request additional yardage or meters so that you can actually make a sample out of these fabrics and really test and narrow down which ones are your favorite. I know this whole process can be really time consuming and really tedious and sometimes mills don't get back to you or they take ages to respond. And so I do recommend working with sourcing experts such as our team so that you can save yourself that time, that budget and resources because they likely have mills and trusted connections already as we do so that we can really save you that time and help you find the materials you're looking for. And you can also just trust that it is high quality, it is sustainable and it will work for your brand. And then I also had some bonus tips for you because quality control is really important, especially when it comes to your materials. You really want to make sure you are testing the fabric out. I once had a client, and this was before we started working together, but she was starting up and she was sourcing her own fabric and she thought she had tested it enough, but what she didn't really do was test it at the sample stage enough. So she tested the swatches, she got additional yardage, and then she tested that, she washed it, all that stuff. But what had happened is that she created a pair of pants and she ended up having to do a product recall because she got a lot of customer complaints that the pants started ripping. And so this was definitely a nightmare situation because she had to call back all the pants and then all of a sudden all this material is not usable and she's sitting on so much inventory and so I really don't want this to happen to you and so we want to make sure we talk about some quality control tips as well. First of all, when you get the swatch samples from the mills or you know anywhere else, you want to make sure you are touching it, feeling it, and then when you're happy with it, you can stretch it, you can pull it, you can wash it. I would wash it, hand wash, machine wash on hot and cold. Do literally everything you think a customer might do. And pro tip, even if you tell customers dry clean only, there's on, there's always a select few customers that don't read the label or don't listen and will end up putting it in the washing machine. So even if it's a silk or something that's really, really delicate, you just really want to see what will actually happen. So if you are going to be doing something a little bit more extreme like that, I always recommend you save that till the very, very end. So you can at least see what the swatch or the fabric looks like you know, when you wash it cold and then when you start to increase the temperature. So that's just a pro tip there. And then once you have the swatches you're happy with and you've narrowed it down to like your top three or your top two materials, I would then request additional yardage and then you can actually create the actual samples with the material. Once you create a sample of, let's say, the sweater or the pair of pants you're making, you then really want to be rough with it. So put it on, you know, stretch it out, pull it, wash it again on cold, on hot, hand wash it, machine wash it, and really do everything under the sun you think a customer might do just to see how the material performs. Because we want to make sure that it's a high quality and long lasting piece. And you also want to make sure that your care instructions kind of cover a bunch of these things that might not be great for the materials. And with that being said, those are my tips and strategies for sourcing sustainable materials. We kept it quite general because we do have a variety of slow fashion founders and accessory designers, and so I wanted to make sure it would be applicable to everyone. That being said, if you do want our help to develop your sustainability strategy, 
your priorities, and help you source fabrics and materials. We will give you access to our trusted database of mills and manufacturers and vet any materials you come across. Then make sure you book a complimentary consultation. The link to do so is just www.recloseted.com call. It's also on the show notes. And friendly reminder that we are only working with another five brands on a one-on-one basis for sustainability consulting for the rest of this year. So make sure you book a call ASAP. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.